Hi, this is Ben. And this is Zoe. And you're listening to Story Club, the podcast, recorded live at the Giant Dwarf Theatre in Sydney. This week, Derek C. Brown. In the hills and apple orchards overlooking the Yucca Valley, nestled in the dense California pines, stood the Oak Glen Christian Conference Center, our church's high school summer camp. I was 16 and I felt too old for church camp, but camp always made me miss the safe feeling I got from praying, and it always seemed to sharpen my skills in figuring out how to speak in tongues without slipping into Spanish, (laughs) which is very easy to do. You should try. Uh, Besides the reconnect with God, there were two things about camp that I loved. The two things were purple and constant crying. I cried a lot at camp. And I remember they'd always say, remember campers, boys are blue and girls are red, no purple. Lights out at 10. And due to me at that age looking like an emaciated David Copperfield, (laughs) the magician, not the story, the magician, Uh, I could never get anyone in real life to kiss me, but camp brought out the horn dog, crazy for you era Madonna in us all. Something about camp made us nutso. I loved passing a note at breakfast uh, telling a girl to meet me in the Sequoia Prayer Chapel and trying to French her without causing her gums to bleed. (laughs) I also loved this thing called Cabin Devotion Hour. Cabin Devotion was the first time I'd ever seen other fellas be vulnerable and share their sins, missteps, and fears. It always occurred one hour before lights out, and it was a time to share all that was buried inside and was run by your 20-something, slightly southern uh, cabin counselor. Five teens and one mentor spilling the scariest shit you could never share with your family. But if the hour was up, it had to stop right at 10 o'clock, no matter how hard your tears are rolling. No purple, back to bed. Our bearded counselor, Kevin, uh, I remember one night opened up with a prayer and he spoke very low. He said, "Um, guys, I know we joke around a lot and we're all tired from flashlight tag. (laughs) But I want to encourage you to just share your hearts. I want to talk about sex like men. And we all chuckled when Greg, the only camper who looked like Morrissey and John Schneider from the Dukes of Hazard, in his peg pants and his creepers, muttered, he goes, uh, sex? Uh, uh, with men? <laughs> I'll pretend I didn't hear that, Greg. Blech. I'm serious. As God looks over us, he wants to know our hearts. We shut him out of our lives when we clog the communication lines with sin. You know what liquid Drano is? Liquid Drano can kill you if you put it in your mouth. But it can open up plumbing that gets thick with hair and gunk. Who wants to open up the lines to God again? (laughs) 
And even though that analogy sounded like God would kill us if we put a dose of him down the wrong hole, we all raised our hands. Good, 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 good. I'm going to let you know something. No one in the church knows this, but I have had premarital sex before I married Kelly. Jeff, the young sports hero, piped up, Whoa, how was it? It was awful, Jeff. There was no love. It was empty. It was just like doing push-ups. Push-ups into someone's hole. <laughs> Shut up, Greg. Yes, it feels good. But so does marijuana. Marijuana feels good. But I had a friend fall asleep at the wheel after smoking marijuana, and he is dead now. And I can't tell you for sure if he's in heaven or hell. So, God gave us sex for a reason. Sex can kill you, but it can also enhance a relationship. Like Parmesan cheese on a pizza. <laughs> Greg pretended to write in his air journal, so sex is good on pizza, got it. <laughs> Shut up, Greg. <laughs> Jeff, with his eyes beaming, peeped up. Did you guys use a condom? Of course not, we were both Christians, Jeff. <laughs> when we got engaged, the first thing she asked me was, Kevin, has there been anyone else? And Kevin the counselor was now red-eyed, leaning back in his chair, tears starting to stream down his face. You know, fellas, I had to tell her yes. There was one other person, and it broke her heart. I'm telling you, boys, do not break the love of your life's heart by sleeping with someone else. It's the worst feeling in the world. Hand me that terry towel, Mikey. Now, have any of you here, and I ask this with no judgment, and it will never leave the longleaf pine of this cabin, but have any of you here been sexually inappropriate? Air walks, Air Jordans, checkered vans. Everyone in the circle stared down at their sneakers. <laughs> and I don't know why I was the only one scanning everyone's face for a giveaway, but Greg piped in sullen with a shaky sincerity. He said, uh, I did. I had sex with Jenny. I know some of you youth group were talking about it. I think she told her mom. We weren't planning on it, but we scored some Mickey's Big Mouth and some Boone's Farm Strawberry Hill wine, and we just kind of went to town. <laughs> Greg looked fine as he said this. I kind of wanted to be Greg. <laughs> the counselor scooched over and put his arm around Greg and said, It's okay, buddy. It's okay. Do you want to tell God you're sorry? Uh, I'm sorry. Do you want to say it like you mean it? I'm not an actor, Kevin. <laughs> I sound the way I sound. 
I really wanted to be Greg. I really, really wanted to be Greg. Kevin said, back to us. This is about us and reconnecting with all the good things God wants us to have and us turning away from His fruits by being self-absorbed by sin, greed, and sex. Think about how Jesus felt before He got on the cross praying to God, not wanting to at first, asking Himself to take this cup from Himself. But He would not take it from Himself. He died so we could be clean. Look in your hearts and share what you've been hiding. And the look into your heart line kind of got me. I was never a fan of church lingo like the phrases encouragement, encourage each other, uh, uh, be kin to fellowship, uh, how's your walk, brother? But when the heart line hit, when the heart line hit, I felt it, and I, I felt like I had swallowed a canteen full of mercury. And I had to get this heaviness inside out. And I decided to share something with the group that I never shared with anyone before. A sinful moment that only one other person knew about and it had been eating me up inside. I began gushing and snotting immediately. I said, you guys, I love you guys. And I want to first say sorry to God and secondly, to you all, I've been holding this in for a long time, and I wasn't going to share anything because I know you all look up to me as a good Christian, and I didn't want to let you down. What, it, what is it, brother? I, uh... I, I licked, uh... I licked a boob. Whose boobs? <laughs> Just one boob. Destiny's boob at her house while Chastity and her mom were at softball. And I squeezed it too with her, with her top off. And it didn't taste like anything. Maybe a little salty, but... I remember I got a boner and I... I just kept licking it, and I told her I felt this lust in my heart, and she began to cry. She began to cry. Was she crying because you knew what you were doing was wrong? No, no, she was crying because I bit it. <laughs> Buzzy had told me girls like their boobs bit. So I bit it right on the nipple, and I heard her boob. I, I thought it would make a little milk come out. And she was laughing at first because, because I thought boobs were big because they had milk in them. And then she began to cry in pain and I didn't know what to do. I'll never do it again. I know I only saw one boob, but I know we're not gonna get married, so I know it's wrong. I know it was wrong. Hey, we forgive you, brother. Just say with your mouth that I am forgiven. Well, not yet, because there's one other, there's one other thing. I uh, masturbated to an Amy Grant album. I don't know what was happening. I just couldn't control myself. And with no judgment in his eyes, Kevin spoke steady. And he said, you know what, Derek? That is how you know it's lust. Derek, let me tell you this. Yes, Amy Grant, the pop singer, is hot. 
And it is okay to think that to a degree. But when you start sneaking albums into the sheets at night or biting women on their privates instead of respecting them, you're sliding, bro. You're sliding. We need to walk in a life that is pure as Jesus was pure. And lustful thoughts keep us from being united with the Father. I know, I know, I feel awful. I want to be able to communicate with God again. I will do whatever it takes. All right, who here wants to lead us in prayer? Oh, but there is one... <laughs> one more thing. One last thing. Oh, God, this is so bad. This, I shouldn't have done it because I know it would hurt a lot of feelings in my family. I've been holding this in for so long. I did, I did something. Uh, I just want the pain of it to go away. But I... Uh, I put a Ziploc bag full of shampoo and conditioner between two couch cushions. <laughs> and I made love to it. I made love. I, I was homesick from school. And everyone lost their shit. <laughs> Kevin let out the first howl. He said, I'm so sorry, Demon. Oh, God. Oh. Greg was on his side, rocking back and forth. Oh, my God. You fuck furniture, dude. You fuck furniture. You're a sofa pumper. Oh, a furniture fornicator. Holy shit. Jeff couldn't even catch his breath from laughter. His face red as beets. Ha, oh, you need Jesus. Oh, you need Jesus. I can't breathe. I can't breathe. I bet your dick is so clean. Oh, shit. Oh, shit. Oh, shit. The deepest of belly laughs. I felt frozen inside. I thought I needed to get the dirty out to get it all off my chest. But I realized some things should remain secret. And I went from this incredible hurt and sorrow to this incredible feeling of embarrassment. And then hearing my own words, how they came out, I realized how cuckoo my words must have sounded as this drunk chorus began to rise of laughter. We all la laughed long and loud, and then I, we all felt kind of exhausted. <laughs> but I must say that I felt better. I did start to feel better, and this laughter died down. One person would look up at me, and then they'd all start laughing. <laughs> the door opened of our cabin, and the Oak Glen camp manager poked his head in and clicked out the lights. He says, uh, lights out, guys. Sorry to break it up. Keep it down until breakfast bell. Why are you guys cracking up? What's so funny? <laughs> Kevin stood up and said, no reason. Just a case of the dude giggles. And here's a random question. Does Oak Glen have a storage shed with a padlock? Uh, we do, Kevin. Why? Because I recommend you lock up every piece of furniture <laughs> you guys have. Just in case. Greg leaned in from his bunk, says, yeah, especially if it's cute. 
and the camp manager says, I don't get it, you weirdos, but lights out, no purple. No purple? No purple, we all said. We curled up under the sheets, chuckling. I laughed along with my friends, feeling kind of like this weight had been lifted. And even though we hadn't prayed, Kevin said, and hey, this is for real, guys. This is between us. I swear to keep anything we've ever said between us. No jokes, no blabbing. You guys have my confidence forever. Good night, fellas. Good night, Kevin. Good night, Greg. Good night, Kev. Good night, Jeff. Good night, Kevin. Good night, Derek. And Greg whispered, Good night, 69er recliner. <laughs> and at that moment, I thought of word spreading through the camp about how I defiled the family room and turned our couch into a low-budget monument of shame. I wanted to die. And then I thought, oh my gosh, just like Jesus, I needed to die. <laughs> Thank you. For more information about the podcast or the Story Club live show, head to giantdwarf.com.au. Thanks for listening.